If your brand could use more effective and efficient ways to ignite growth, you've come to the right place. This is where smart marketers learn to leverage their own community to ignite growth in sales, awareness, and beyond. Welcome to the Rise, the Community Commerce Marketing Show. I'm your host, Jason Falls. We are exploring the new and exciting category of marketing strategy, automation, and uh, software called Community Commerce Marketing. Today, we're going to get into the executional aspects of smart marketing with Nico DeBrain from Boundless Media. He is the author of We're All Marketers and gives us practical tips for businesses to add dollars and leads to their pipeline. And we could all use that, right? So he's coming up in just a second. Quickly, before we bring uh, Nico to the show, however, uh, please take a moment if you haven't already to follow and subscribe to The Rise. This is a streaming video show and podcast. It's the latest from Scipio.ai, the leading community commerce marketing platform. Follow Scipio.ai on LinkedIn or YouTube to get that uh, live show each week on Wednesday when we go live. We also post the audio as a podcast after, so subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, for those uh, watching, we uh, for those who are watching live, we uh, always promise to make good use of your time so let's get right to it. Nico uh, DeBrain is with us today, uh, all the way from sunny Arizona, I believe. Nico, how are you, my friend? You know, I cannot complain. It's like 65 degrees, no clouds in the sky, and uh, I'm enjoying the view. Yeah, I'll rub it in, rub it in for, <laughs> for all of us in colder climates. All right, so let's get right to it. I want to talk about lead generation and uh, building one's pipeline. I think a lot of people are interested in that. Um, I think even novice marketers know the basics. We need to do some content marketing. We should probably do some events. But uh, what's the difference in a brand that casts a wide net and figures it out and one that launches lead generation efforts that really clicks from the get-go? What do marketers need to do to ensure success in driving leads before they even really start? Yeah, it's such a good question. And listen, like I like to make things as simple as possible. So steal this framework, it's guaranteed to work for you. But to launch anything, marketing, lead generation, any type of branding that you do, I use a four part method. One, niche. Most marketers know high level who they're going after. Maybe they're going after businesses in the Midwest, or they go after uh, small, like, organizations, nonprofits, but most of the value that you can actually drive happens two or three levels deeper than that. So maybe, yes, you are, you sell to businesses, therefore you're in B2B, but who in that is that a company like Scipio, where it's very tech focused, community focused, maybe you sell to B Corps. So you go after organizations that uh, are much more you know, consider quote unquote fair, right? Uh, or nonprofits, right? All those are different in in the eyes of uh, when it comes to marketing, right? So what about a step deeper into that? Okay, great. You know, you're going after uh, B corporations in the US, but who at those companies, right? Is it the purchasing manager? Is it the community manager that runs social media? Uh, how big are these teams, right? Do they even have a CMO, right? These are the type of questions that you want to ask. And then probably 
the most important thing in the niche is like what's the actual problem <laughs> like, like what are you actually solving for like what do they go to bed dreading they have to do tomorrow or fix tomorrow yeah we then them oh yeah go, go ahead for it. no you go ahead no 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 uh usually like within asking those questions you will be and jason you've probably seen this across the board right you're gonna be in the one percent of one percent of marketers to actually really define who they go and talk to because then you can move on to step two which is the offer like what are you actually offering them whether you're doing outbound inbound it doesn't matter you have microseconds to convey to someone what you're going to do for them so let's say that your niche is you know small and small maybe relative like you know 10 to 15 person teams uh, who run b corporations in the us um call it out like hey uh we help <laughs> exactly what i said right because <laughs> uh, that already alienates some organizations because a nonprofit might look at that and say that's not for us. And that's okay because they might have a separate problem that you can't really solve. Yeah. And that's what the offer is, is you've identified their specific pain point. Like how can we build on top of that? Right? So if you're not getting enough, if this B Corp is not getting enough sales, sales to their e-commerce store, that's their problem. We can build an offer around that. Right. And we can add a unique twist yet. Yeah, I was just I was just going to ask a question before you get to the next the next steps in this. The yeah. offer, I, you know, we were talking to Bruce Cleveland about this uh, last week, I believe it was. Um, if you, a lot of people have the the mindset of, well, I will, I want everybody to be a customer. I want my marketing message to reach everybody because we can solve problems for everybody. But when you do that, what you do is the opposite of what you just recommended, which is if you say we are a product that I'll give you an example basically for Scipio, you know, we have tried to define as we are ideally suited. Now we can serve other needs too, but we are ideally suited for marketing decision makers at e-commerce and online retail brands. Uh, because we know that those folks are going to be tied to ROI and we like to deliver ROI and deliver an ROI statement with an influence or influence marketing program or community commerce marketing program. Um, and so if you're an offline retailer, if you're looking for branding and awareness, we may not be best suited for you. We can probably still solve those problems. But to uh, Nico's point for everybody watching and listening, if we define our audience who we're really trying to reach on the front end, it eliminates a lot of wasted time in churning through people who aren't necessarily your ideal customer, who aren't necessarily going to either have the budget or, you know, want your type of service because they're trying to solve a problem that you're not necessarily focused on. So I wanted to share that and, and, and get your feedback on that, Nico, but then also, you know, I didn't want to interrupt you too much to get back to your framework there. No, the the truth is the only reason I focus on the niche as much as I do is because I don't have unlimited money. That's it. Acquiring yep. new customers, clients, recruiting, like it, it's all expensive. Mm -hmm. So if you're a Coca-Cola, great. Have TV, have 50 million, $100 million TV ads. That's fine. Like you should do that. You can reach everyone. That's fine. But most likely, I don't have $50 million burning a hole in my pocket at this very time. Now, future state, <laughs> yes, but right now, no. So the only reason we do this is because if we can hone into a specific individual 
at a specific organization. And that doesn't really matter what, like if you are a service provider, you have a product, it doesn't matter. Having a framework on like who you're actually going after and what problem you're solving, because that's why I exist, to solve a problem. And I know some brands might be listening and saying, oh, we just sell catnip. Well, the problem is maybe boredom. Maybe, you know, your cat is bored. Like there, there's, there's always a problem, you know, uh, that, that we're solving. And the offer is purely just calling that out. Like I'm okay calling out my niche. Though I can help a lot of people, I help a specific group of people more. And that's why I exist. And it's cheaper to get those individuals because I planted my flag. Like yeah. This is who I serve. Uh, and a great book, I've recommended this since I've read the book two years ago, um, The Win Without Pitching Manifesto by Blair Enns is a great book if you're a marketer that fully, like that converted me to saying, we need to specialize as marketers. Um, that's just the, the route that we go. But the third reason, uh, if I haven't convinced you to niche down enough, is once you have the niche, you have the offer, right? Mm -hmm. Like Not the service you provide, but the offer, right? Uh, and we can go into offer statements later. Uh, but the, the really the reason we do this is at the end, we get to the message. The message encapsulates two things. What are the words we use? The phrases that's specific to that person. Mm -hmm. Great example is if you're selling to doctors, patients, they don't understand clients. They don't understand customers. They, the term they use is patients. Right. And that's a very, like those small distinguishing characteristics gives you more authority enables you to bring down cost on getting that lead and you can probably charge more money. Mm -hmm. And the last part about message is the medium. You don't need to be on every single medium. <laughs> you don't, you probably shouldn't be on TV. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Right. Uh, unless your niche is there, it's just mm -hmm. fine. So let's say in the niche, we defined it as you're going after those B corporations, right? you probably don't need to be advertising on TikTok just yet. Mm. Maybe Google is okay. Maybe mm -hmm. LinkedIn is good. Maybe it's cold call. Whatever that is, we can start cutting things out because as marketers, we don't have that many channels, to be honest. Right. We think we do, but we don't. <laughs> we have like 25, if that. Yeah. Now it's you've a, you've someone gives you like a thousand dollars and you guys spread that across all 25. Like it's not, you're not going to get anything. That's true. Uh, and then the last part is sales, right? Just making sure you have a defined sales process where you mm -hmm. measure KPIs throughout the whole pipeline. Because as marketers, we love metrics, but there's only a few that really matter. Right. So I want to follow up on, on medium a little bit, because I think in the conversations I've had with it, especially B2B marketers, and I think this can translate over to B2C as well, but for B2B marketers out there, when you say, okay, we've defined our target audience, let's say we're, we're selling to the chief financial officer of accounting firms. Um, when you get that niche, that specific about the type of job uh, title you're going after, the type of company, the type of industry, how, what resources or what's your approach to identifying what those mediums are going to be? I can assume people in a business B2B setting are on LinkedIn and I can, you know, certainly target and profile that way, but I know LinkedIn can't be the only place I play. So what's your approach to, okay, I've identified the person I want to sell to now, how do I find and select those mediums with which to, to market? 
Yeah. It, this might be 100% counterintuitive advice, but I don't actually start with the medium in mind, right? Mm -hmm. I don't start with LinkedIn. I start with the numbers. So if I sell to accounting firms, you know, CFOs, uh, you know, let's say of accounting firms, I first want to understand what's my LTV of the service that I sell to them. Let's say I do consulting. Uh, I do automation consulting for them. A standard engagement is a $50,000 project. Okay. okay. I know that my, for a phenomenal acquisition cost is about 10%. So I have $5,000 that I get to spend to acquire that individual. Okay. Okay. Then I say, great. Law of averages says that I need to talk to, I need to be able to reach at least 10,000 people to get one sale. Okay. The reason I do that number is 10,000 people get my message. It resonates with a thousand people. Right. And this is why niche is important because then you can make sure that these numbers are legit. This is just a high level breakdown. So 10,000 people I reach, 1,000 of those are see my message. Right. Not everyone sees messaging. A hundred of them it resonates with. Ten of them we meet with and begin the sales process, and one of them will close. Yeah. Okay. So again, we keep it simple, it's just 10%. So now if I have $5,000, right? And I, I have to take that 5,000 and spend it to acquire 10,000 eyeballs. Then the answers become very simple because hmm. then we can say, okay, what mediums can I get 10,000 CPM, right? Uh, for the $5,000 price. Then let's start with the platforms. And this is mostly for advertising, but the same thing can be applied for outbound, right? How many cold yeah. calls, how many emails, how many LinkedIn messages, um, and then really like you're going to take the 10 platforms and whittle it down to about two to three that mathematically makes sense. Then we can investigate those more. Sure. Interesting. I like that. I saw a, a stat on your website uh, that your average cold uh, email open rate is north of 60 percent, which brings to mind a couple of questions for me. First, how in the hell do you get people to open those emails? But <laughs> larger than that, how much of, of an early uh, company's success is going to be driven by outbound marketing, cold calling, cold emails and whatnot versus leader demand gen activities that are typically inbound. What do you think the division is for an early stage company of outbound versus inbound? And then how the hell do you get people to open those emails? <laughs> it's a good question. So I break down marketing, especially for customer client acquisition into two camps, right? There's passive marketing and there's active marketing. Both require work. So don't think like, oh, I could just go to passive. Passive marketing is branding is creating great content it shows like this it, it doesn't it's it's almost impossible to track this person came to my ecosystem on a, a tweet watched 10 of my shows and then inquired it's just there's you can't track that so we've defined those as passive acquisition then there's active acquisition that's directly reaching out to the target market very easy to say 10,000 emails led to one sale right so both require a lot of work both have advantages and frankly disadvantages for a company just getting started usually you don't have that big of a dollar a month for advertising that's why i've seen a lot of people and we've done this especially is you start with outbound because on paper it's actually a lot cheaper to test and it's really quick feedback so 
to your point on like the 60% open rates is there are best practices in advertising and in cold outreach. We, what we do is instead of saying, having one domain that we send 10,000 emails to, we have 20. Mm. Instead of sending a thousand emails at a time, we send one and we space mm. that out every mm-hmm. three minutes, five minutes. Um, we don't send links or pictures. We use very specific questions. We don't keep it high level. Uh, mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier about, you know, it, the knowing the niches problems, we call that problem out because you either have it or you don't. Yeah. And we just want to focus on the people who have it. We don't want to waste anyone's time, <laughs> theirs or ours, if they yeah. don't have that problem. It's, it sounds to me like then the, the way to get that, you know, that email open rate up, uh, or for the people out there that are thinking email newsletters, you're, that's probably not, we're not, not, not talking about the same thing. We're talking about, you know, cold outbound, you know, email uh, outreach uh, to try to get people, you know, prospects and people. So your open rate for your email newsletter, which is more of a content marketing, look at all the great information we have for you. That's going to be, at to Nico's point, the passive content, the passive marketing, whereas an outbound is very much active. It's very much, here's the problem. Uh, we can solve it. Would you like to, you know, follow up? And so it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's what you're saying. It's really more about, let's correct. just send a text email. That's really focused on one thing. Correct. So, you know, on a newsletter, you're lucky to get one to 2% click through rate. Yeah. Right. I think the average is like 0.7 or 0.5. Yeah, uh, again, it, it switches. <laughs> Our reply rate is about 2.4%. That's great. That's great. So, and again, it's because, and I'm happy to give the the formula, right? It's like introduce the person, bring up something that only that person's industry would focus on, right? Yeah. Uh, like a, a great thing for recruiting companies right now is referencing, uh, I mean, Google just let go, unfortunately, like 15,000 people, right? That's contextual. Like a, a plumber might not know that. But so if you're recruiting in tech, right, mm-hmm. that's amazing. That's like, like that's like you've gone and invested time into that. And the nice thing is you can now send that out to the like mass market. Yeah. Uh, then you go into your offer statement. We help X achieve Y through Z. Um, maybe a, a one sentence case study. We help someone just like you do this. And then a quick PS uh, call to action. So Very nice. Now, if I'm not mistaken, you're, you're a, a digital marketer that's dialed into SEO, landing pages, website optimization, testing and iterating, et cetera. For someone... Uh, from that background, uh, like you, I believe, um, very data-driven, data-focused. How does the concept of community come to bear in your thinking? The reason I ask that is community and social and influencers such have typically been lumped into this, uh, as in your words, I guess, passive or intrinsic value uh, in this awareness world and are less connected to revenue and conversions, website performance, and so on and so forth. Does does community throw additional challenges to someone like you, or do you see that as just a different traffic source to account for, a different sort of you know segmentation of what you're doing? How does community bake into someone who's very data driven like you? Community really threw a wrench in my active and passive model because <laughs> you're right. It used to be an influencer posts about you, and you would see a spike in traffic to a specific page or product. And that was it. Now the market's gotten a lot more sophisticated where I think, uh, let's talk about influencers in the community uh, separately for a second. Influencers have 
there's a direct data-driven method to see post A, live stream A, real A led to outcome B. Yeah. Because of tracking, that's just gotten so much more sophisticated over the last three years, as well as codes, like direct code, like you know, apply code A to get B, right? We can track that. Community, on the other hand, is probably the most underutilized tool that marketers are sleeping on. Because the the truth is marketers we're not the smartest in the world. Right. <laughs> and that's gonna rub a lot of people the wrong way. I'll take it. Okay. Bring it on. Let's go. <laughs> and we can start with that, right? That could be the opener. Marketers are not smart. Oh, I gotta listen to this kid and see what he's saying. The reason I say that is we we are really good at coming up with ideas. We're phenomenal. We're the most creative people out there. The problem is we usually come up with ideas in silos mm. because we're a little bit disconnected from what's actually happening. Even though I love coffee, coffee is the best thing in the world, right? Unfortunately, I don't live in the coffee discords of the world. I don't follow all the mainstream guys as much because marketing is probably my number one love, right? And everything about marketing, I can tell you. But your community will give you the insights that we used to have to dig for. Mm -hmm. For instance, if we, we can look at a post, a sponsor post with an influencer, and there is most likely hundreds of comments in there. A lot of them will be same, but we can start picking out insights, right? We can also use the community as a sounding board to test ideas beforehand right it doesn't have to be like i'm passively watching these comments i can actively engage and iterate on not just my my product or service but the how, the way i convince it and this has been happening all along i mean community there are communities on quora that i've tapped into when i first started writing my book because i would simply ask who are the best marketers to talk to those comments led me to interview some of the people I have in my book. Mm -hmm. So community is one of those things where if you can't dedicate all your time to investigating to find the gold nuggets that makes campaigns successful, that's why like you can tap into community. So that's why I'm saying we're not the smartest because we don't have the time to yeah. do it. Right. Yeah. We have other things we have to focus on. So like I said, people are sleeping on community. Um, and I'm excited to see the marketers who pick it up. And well, that's why we, I've always loved the Scipio model because, and a big plug to Scipio.ai, uh, you know, uh, so you. definitely go <laughs> look at them. Um, but that's why I've always loved the fact of, instead of now having to go and read hundreds of comments, there are mm -hmm. tools like Scipio out there that makes it easy for you. Mm -hmm. Instead of going in and, and wondering, are these followers real or fake, right? There's a tool for that. Uh, so data is becoming much more available to us. We just now have to take that next step and sometimes leave our egos at the door <laughs> and use it. Because frankly, that's where all your successes are going to come from. Yeah. Well, Nico, I appreciate your, your time and expertise. Certainly agree with you about the community piece. That's kind of what we hedge our bets on here at Scipio. And I appreciate you, uh, you mentioning Scipio as well. Uh, real quickly before we go, where can people find uh, your book? We are all marketers. Uh, and where can they find you on the interwebs? 
Yeah, so Amazon is uh, the best in the in the world for that. So Wearable Marketers is there. Uh, and if you have any questions, again, my personal email is nico.getboundlessmedia.com. So any questions about the book or implementation of it, I I think the biggest thing, speaking of community, is the fact of like, great, it's a tool, but let's take it a step further. Uh, and then you can find me all across social, Nico the Brain on Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, all over the place. And our website is uh, getboundlessmedia.com. Awesome. I'll make sure to throw those links in the show notes for those of you watching. I'll throw, let me throw his name back up there in case you want to jot that down. Not the traditional spelling of, <laughs> of brain, but Nico to brain there for those of you who want to jot that down, but uh, we'll make sure that uh, in the comments section here on the live stream uh, and then certainly uh, in our show notes and whatnot afterwards, we'll make sure those links are there. Nico, man, I really appreciate your time today. It's been uh, uh, great to catch up with you. Appreciate all your thoughts. Of course. Thank you for having me. All right. Nico to brain everyone. How about that? Uh, we'll drop those links in the comments. As I said here on the stream, for those watching on LinkedIn or YouTube, if you're listening on the audio podcast on demand, uh, find the post by looking for Scipio.ai on LinkedIn or uh, YouTube. You can just search for Scipio AI on those two channels and find those. A quick note for everyone listening, we're going to be hosting a free webinar on Friday uh, called Unlocking the Power of Community Influence to Grow Your Brand. It's a look at our concept of influence marketing through your own brand community. The live webinar is at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific time on uh, Friday. And just like this podcast, we've created it so it'll take 20, 30 minutes tops, including Q&A time. So make efficient use of your time uh, there on Friday. Register for free at bit.ly slash community influence. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash community influence. Do join us. We'll show you a little of our SIM platform in there too, Community Influence Marketing Platform. And you'll get some new ideas on how to approach influence marketing a bit more efficiently and effectively than you've likely thought before. Thank you so much for uh, joining us for the rise, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we know that uh, you, uh, the Community Commerce Marketing Show is where we document the rise of the exciting new category of marketing strategy, automation, and uh, software. The, that is uh, the Community Commerce Marketing Show. Whoa, what, my, what happened to my script here? It just kind of went crazy. I was trying to look at my notes and they went berserk. At any rate, we know you want to bring community commerce marketing strategies to your business. So just visit us at Scipio.ai. Hit the demo button in the upper right to do that. Rise is a production of Scipio.ai. Be sure to follow us on LinkedIn or YouTube so you never miss the broadcast. You can also subscribe to the show's audio on demand. Just search for The Rise, the community commerce marketing show, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for being part of our community. We'll see you soon on another episode of The Rise, the community commerce marketing show. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her.
Go subscribe. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.